0: It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports. With Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig
1: Way. Say goodnight
0: to this one. And Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe. On your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. was a week ago that we were all informed, well, a little over a week ago, I guess, about Blue Monday being at the worst day of the calendar year with things that were depressing and disappointing and all of those kinds of things and cold in January and all that other kind of stuff. Really wasn't that bad that on that Monday, especially if you were a Cowboys fan. And then you go another eight days, and here it is Tuesday. And I would submit to you that this one might be a little more depressing to some folks than others. Raining, cold. Oh, yeah, there was a cowboy thing to deal with, too. But there are other things about which we can engage our creative energies. And with that, we say good morning to you and welcome to Light the Tower. Here on The Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on The Horn app and at hornfm.com. My name is Craig White. Glad to be with you. Jeff Howell will be along shortly. Our producer, Cameron Parker, alongside. How you doing this morning, Cam?
1: I'm doing great, Craig. Yourself?
0: Good. How did you uh, spend your Monday evening?
1: A little pick up hoops last
0: night. Really? Yeah. Do you do that regularly? Yes, sir. Okay, what's what are the parameters
1: for this league? the the, the pickup thing? Or are, are you in a league? Is it just a bunch of guys getting together? How does this work? Yeah, mostly just a couple guys getting together. We run full court, half court up in Cedar Park. It's good, good cardio on a Monday. I need to do more of it. Where in Cedar Park? Uh, Cedar Park Rec Center. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. My son was very avid in uh, the the rec center up there a lot. Uh, so for. Uh, but for folks who weren't with us yesterday, cam is our new producer and so by way of disclosure the, the uh, if you're wanting and willing to uh disclose it, your age is twenty five yeah that's what I thought you and Ty Henderson in that same category right both of you 25 year old dudes uh so and twenty five is not old trust me <laughs> less than half my age uh but uh, so good so you go and you you do you do this regularly like every Monday
1: yeah, I try to.
0: How long do you play?
1: We play so the gym closes at like ten p.m. around seven, so about about three hours worth of basketball.
0: Okay, in your pickup, are you are you guys positionless, or are you like a power forward? How's that work?
1: Yeah, pretty much. There's a couple guys who ex players who you know like six foot seven, six foot eight. So, Mm. and then you have a couple guys who are just there just for the cardio. So it's it's a fun it's a fun mix. But I've been playing basketball my entire life. It's a it's a game you can play. You don't have to be perfect at it, right?
0: Did you play in high school?
1: No, no, not that good.
0: Okay, okay. Here, Here's one of the uh, great uh, unknown secrets, I think, for folks who follow intercollegiate basketball. This does not just happen in the Big 12 Conference. I've been told this happens in, in conferences all across the country, certainly power five leagues. There is another league and there is play that goes on and it's serious. And it's the night before the game when, for example, last Friday night, the night before Texas played West Virginia, what was going on? The manager's game. Yep. And it's it's serious business for folks who don't know. And their standings kept and there's all this other kind of stuff. Uh, for folks who are interested in knowing, the Texas team was off to a good start and then uh, Ran into a tough time in Morgantown. Uh, the managers did. It's fortunately the varsity took care of business on Saturday, but uh, they they they've been pretty good on the managers team this year for Texas. They got a big fellow in the middle named Drake Lamont, who is the uh, uh, son of Dave Lamont, who's a play-by-play guy for in the ESPN family networks and things like that. Uh, Drake is, uh, I think, a GA with them and this includes the GAs uh and and remember Tristan LaCone? Mhm. Tristan's a GA now. So uh and Tristan's like the sharp shooting guard. He apparently in one of the games went for like 40 or 30 something. I mean, he just lit up. I think it was it might have been the uh the Iowa State. But or no, he had to he had to sit out that game cuz he had a sore Ankle or something like that. But I think he did it against Texas Tech or something like that. So he's he's there. So that's that. For folks who don't know, there's another league that goes on. It's the managers game. And uh, managers and, and GAs, and they get together the night before, when the game's after the team is practiced. Like, for example, it was a week ago tonight that the Longhorns played in Ames. They flew in on Monday and had their practice in the arena inside Hilton Coliseum on Monday night. Then they leave, go, go to dinner. Go back to the hotel, and then the managers go back to the arena or the practice gym. It's usually either one or the other, and then get into the get into the big game. So it's it's quite talked about on the bus. I
2: have, I have to say that. Is so Ogden um, still playing in those things or no? No, he's he was, not. He is he, he, retired? he used to.
0: He used to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He did. Absolutely. He has he has moved beyond that, especially now that he's back into his uh, into the coaching realm of that. Of course, that voice, uh, that of. My co-host, the pride of Northwest Williamson County, a proud graduate of Florence High School, who played some high school basketball of his own, on the varsity level. He was a two-sport <laughs> athlete. That's putting it kindly. You were. You were a two-sport varsity athlete at Florence High School, uh, and you know him best for his outstanding work at Horns 24-7. That's Jeff How. But you did. How many years did you play basketball at Florence High School?
2: Uh, three. <laughs> One year of varsity. See? My, it's like I was telling Zay yesterday. My uh, my job was to I had five fouls, and I didn't need to. I needed to leave with as few of those as possible. <laughs> it was kind and of like timeouts. You can't take them with you. Yeah, you they can't take them with you. <laughs> so you
0: you better you better just go ahead and use them up. And 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 your job was to make sure that guys did not finish high percentage shots.
2: That and uh, I was also told my goal was get your big you know what in there and rebound. There you go. That's about it. If I could give you one or two points while I'm in, that's gravy. Do you remember your career high rebounding game?
0: I couldn't tell you. Really? Couldn't Was it? Du- you think maybe? Did you think you might have had a double digit rebounding game? No,
2: no, no, no I didn't. Oh. I didn't play enough to get uh, to double okay.
0: digits. Okay, I just I kind of wondered about that. You know, because back then you were two A school.
2: I uh. I actually lettered in four sports, Craig. Well, that's right. I knew you were in track. Yeah, because I ran the mile my senior yeah. year at the district track meet. That's how I got my letter. Uh huh. And what was the fourth one? Uh, powerlifting. Okay. Okay. We can't. You had to. The way they did it, if you did powerlifting for two years, they gave you. Credit for the one year I got you for okay. lettering. So. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Very it's, on the, good. It's, on, it's on my letter jacket. It's got the little you know barbell on there.
0: See, and you're there. worried about somebody painting a phallic symbol on the on the stadium if they were to name the press box after you or
2: something. It's like. going to happen because you know why? When I was in school, I would have done the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you would have done that over in yeah. uh, Gerald, yeah. uh, which leads us to Purple Buffalo's Daddy. No, I yeah. would have
2: done that to the to, to our own press box. Oh, okay. Yeah. Purple
0: Buffalo's daddy on the specs text line at three three seven three seven seven six six. How many spankings did my
2: Cougs give you, Jeffro? Well, the only dude. thing they spank in Gerald is themselves. Oh, stop it! Uh,
0: that was a setup. I walked right into that.
2: Yeah, you did. Uh, uh, I'm a, you know my senior year in basketball in, in the by district playoffs in Georgetown. Yeah, which that was always to me a really a really neat concept was because Georgetown's. Probably the halfway point, if you're depending on which way you're going to meet in the middle. So that was a it was a pretty it was a pretty cool environment. Yeah. My last my last high school basketball game.
0: Uh, speaking of last, this hopefully will be the last time I do this. I, but I, I I always feel like we owe a service to the listener, so I, I try to help whenever I can. We explained yesterday that uh, Snoop Daniel is no longer with us; that he's moved on, and we wish him the best. And yet here we are with more text today. From where'd Snoop go? What happened to Snoop? He has moved on <laughs> he is no longer with us we wish him the best uh so hopefully folks can keep up now <laughs> we we we've we've mentioned that he's been gone over a over a week but uh yeah so anyway uh so again here's somebody else uh i listen to the station all day every day normally if you were listening yesterday you would have heard us because we talked quite a bit about it so that that was the deal he's moved on we wish him the best and, and thank him for his help, and, and that's it. And Cam Parker's a producer now. It happens in the broadcast business. <laughs> it does. Snoop would tell you that as well. It happens in the broadcast business. He's worked at many different places, so it, it, it happens. Uh, we do wish him well. And, and hopefully things go okay so like for what him. I think
2: Lou Holtz said uh, about coaches, is does that apply to radio personalities, too? There's two types of radio personalities, those who have been fired and those who will be fired. Or move
0: on or whatever they choose to do. Have, right. you, ever, have
2: you ever future endeavored, Craig, or have you been able to leave on your own volition at your various ports of call?
0: I was a victim, <laughs> I put it that way. Uh, uh, once in my career, and it was when I was at KRLD, I'd been there 12, 13 years, almost 13 years. Uh, they The radio station had been sold oh. to a mega corporate, a- and they went in with a directive. I, I was kind of funny. I, I kind of had the uh, advantage on some of uh, my coworkers because this was in the very early days of inter-office email and stuff when email was mm-hmm. first starting and really getting going. And the guy who was our IT guy, said, hey, i got to let you know. (laughs) I've seen this coming down. Oh, so
2: you had a guy who was like Tom Swankowski from Office Space that just started freaking out? Yeah. They're bringing in a consultant. I know what that means. Yeah.
0: He came to me, though, and said anybody that was making, I think, over $28,000 a year was going to be let go. They were just going to, you know, you're talking about salary cap, slicing it off. And I was like, well, I, I would be in that group. And and, it's, and I said, but you know what? There's a lot of award winners and big-time reporters. And this was an all-news operation. Sure enough, and we referred to it as Black Friday, there were 45 full-time people working in that news radio. Forty-five? At the time. Jeez. Forty-five in an all 24-hours, 24-7, 24-hour, seven-day-a-week news cycle. So you had reporters all over the Metroplex and things like that. And they let... 19 of 45 go one day and then let six more go later. So they ended up letting 25 of 45 people go and ran lean And that station. has never been the same since then, unfortunately. I still have a couple of friends who uh, were, had just started there back then and survived all that because they were making uh, a pittance and they got through it. So that, that happened to me one time. So uh, any other time that I ended up leaving a position... If you don't count Wiener King, when I was in high school, <laughs> <laughs> Wiener king it was like Burger King, but it was hot dogs. Wiener King—it's like it was a lot like Wiener Schnitzel.
2: They make you wear a funny hat.
0: Uh, I had the
2: little, the little, little hat. Yeah, I worked at Wiener Is there King. A photo of you floating around. I, your, wish. Your, I wish. I wish I Wiener King. I really up.
0: do. I, I only worked there a month. They had just hired me and things were going well, and then they came in and uh, it was uh, during uh, recession stuff, and I and they laid off like seven people out of, like, 14, and I was, like, last hired, first let go type. I'd been there a month. I'd Dang only it. been there a month. I really liked it.
2: They make you put the big hot dog suit on and stand outside? No,
0: it wasn't that. I mean, you actually made the hot dog, or not the, you know, you dressed the hot dog. Somebody come in and wanted a chili cheese dog, you would you would do it. You, do whole, you were on like the hot dog assembly do, line make thing. Make you do the
2: whole accepted bit, like, yeah. ask me about my wiener. Yeah,
0: right, right. It was a lot like, if you've been to a wiener schnitzel, it was a lot like wiener schnitzel. That's what it was like. I
2: told you the my Wiener Schnitzel story. I think I've shared it with you. Your dad loved Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah. So didn't he? I was doing that when you could do the at home driving bit. I don't even think you can do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, your parents teach you uh, driving. So I was wanting to get my license. I was done with the course, and uh, they had just reopened a Wiener Schnitzel in Cedar Park. So this would have been about two thousand. Like, I'm going to go ahead and say spring of uh, summer of two thousand. They'd opened up one. I, there's a Whataburger right by there. You know what I'm talking about, Craig? Like. Uh, 14 uh, on 183 going north right before you get to 1431. Before that, where the Albertsons used to be. Yes, right
0: there. where the tornado ripped the uh, top off of the uh, Albertsons, I t- I the I
2: told my wife that story the other day while we were up there. Um, so there's a Wienerschnitzel over there. My dad said, look, said I will sign the paperwork to get your license if you can drive me down 183 to Wienerschnitzel. <laughs> so 970 to 183 to Wienerschnitzel. <laughs> I like get there. I have to go to the bathroom, so I go to the bathroom, come back, and my dad is like, just berating the poor kid working behind the counter about how inflation and rising food costs Aww. have prevented him from being able to ha- get five cent hot dogs on certain days at Wiener Schnitzel. I'm like, can we? Can you just get your order and we just go? Like, <laughs> my dad. My dad had a tendency to, to want to do that. You were
0: questioning whether it was worth it in the long run for you at that point? It was that.
2: and I remember certain instances like that with him, and there was one where uh, we were we were at Walmart getting something. we go to check out. And that was back in the day when you had the McDonald's. You still had the McDonald's in the Walmart, but you had the bit where you had the menu at the checkout counter, and you could like order mm-hmm. at the register. You could order your food. My dad was convinced that that was the end of society, that we'd gotten so lazy and just so used to having things catered to us that... Uh, we were all we were all doomed to fail. Yeah. Was that you could order your McDonald's at the at the checkout at Walmart.
0: There you go. Uh a couple other uh points on the specs text line. Uh uh somebody's saying uh, it's now an Italian place. It is, it's a pizza and pasta place. Has been for some time. The one there on Bell Boulevard and Cedar mm-hmm. Park. There is still the one there on um on Breaker and it's right near Q two stadium. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. There's there's a Wiener stencil still there. It is very, very close to Q2. You can see it from there. The
2: stoner trying to aid you, Craig, said, yeah, but 28K was way different in 1957.
0: Uh, if only it were 57. Stoner uh, says yeah. that in jest. Yeah. <laughs> somebody weird. said, did you get fired from Wiener King? First of all, you have misspelled Wiener. <laughs> the I before E except after C for licking the products. No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> you realize
2: <laughs> you opened Pandora's box with that comment. Yeah, I've
0: right? always said I've been about full disclosure. My life is an open book anyway. It's a broadcaster. I'm okay with that. Oh, so
2: you still can not do the parent driver's ed bit, Sean number three. Thank you for uh, for letting me know that. Yeah, because see, Chad was talking about it. Chad and I got the here at the same time.
0: Driver's head. Yeah,
2: uh, Chad mentioned something about it, and I didn't like. I didn't know you could do the full on bit like that. Still, yeah. So, good to know.
0: Uh, John and the says, My aunt, uncle, and cousin still go to Wiener Schnitzel every Christmas Eve. No idea how that tradition got
2: started years ago.
0: <laughs> Christmas Eve and Wiener Schnitzel. So. Uh, so anyway, there's there there is some of that. Somebody asked if I've seen any of the Oscar nominated movies. The answer would be no,
2: I've not. Oh, Oscar nominations day! I came out today. All right, I'm just so out of touch with that scene.
0: It's it. I I never you know. I usually end up watching the Academy Awards, but I never in any one year. I just don't have time with my travel schedule. I was just talking the other uh, uh, talking uh, to uh, Jacob Standard of our staff. About my travel schedule, because we were talking about doing a couple of video things, and I said he goes, you were you were traveling last week, right?" And I said, I did Ames, Lubbock, and Morgantown in five days uh, all, all three of those uh, Ames Morgantown and Lubbock in a five day stretch uh, last week. So yeah, this is the time when this stuff uh, really goes on this week is relatively tame. there's a long run game tonight. There's a Texas women's game tomorrow. I do go to Knoxville on Friday, and and there's a game Saturday night, and then I'll be back Sunday. And then there's Big Monday against Baylor. So, uh, but it's it's kind of tame. All right, to, L- yes. looking
2: looking at the Oscar nominations for yes. Best Picture, I've seen one of the Best Picture nominees, Top Gun Maverick. I saw that. You
0: saw that. What are the other nominees?
2: Well, let's see. All Quiet on the Western Front.
0: Another version of All Quiet on the Western Front? I would assume so. Now I saw the original one way on back.
2: Uh, Avatar: The Way of Water
0: didn't didn't
2: catch the first one of those. The Banshees of Insert I can't even pronounce that. The Elvis movie. Yeah. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. The Fablemans.
0: Fablemans, uh huh. That's that. That's the uh, Steven Spielberg kind of biopic.
2: Tar, T-A-R, with the little tilde thing over yeah. the A. I don't even know how you pronounce that. Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Okay. Yeah, hadn't
0: seen any of them. And and, and I'm not saying it as a badge of honor. It's it's, it's more wistfully saying it. I just yeah, haven't had the opportunity, unfortunately, to do that. There, there are those on that list that I would like to see. And then there's some,
1: eh,
2: you know. Uh, Oh, the movie I couldn't pronounce, Colin Farrell's in that movie. There's no way it's good then. (laughs) Listen to you. Dude, I'm telling you, like, phone booth, I've never been more just mad at the world than after I saw Phone Booth. Okay. Because I'm thinking, surely he's going to get out of the phone booth at some point, right? And there's going to be like a foot change. No! He was in the phone booth the whole movie.
0: Did you see Saving Mr. Banks? No. You might like it. Uh, I, I I think so. He's in that, uh, and uh, Tom Hanks is in that. It's basically, uh, the the story of of the woman who wrote Mary Poppins. Okay, a, and 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 Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney himself in the movie. Oh, Okay, uh, so it's yeah, but he's in there a little bit. Somebody said, uh, "I feel your pain, Jeff." Oh, I was Nick in San Angelo. It says, my dad berated a poor cashier at Whataburger (laughs) one mourning over them not honoring a two taquitos for $2 in two minutes where it's free special I can still feel the embarrassment yeah
2: Nick at that point you're just like can we do whatever it's going to take just to speed this process up and just get out of (sighs) here
0: Yeah. Hey, somebody letting you know that Wiener Schnitzel is still in San Marcos yep. by the low on 35 mm-hmm. Have for you sure. been by there lately?
2: Uh, no. My brother, every year on my dad's birthday, my brother makes it a point to go over there, though. Good for him. Get some Wiener Schnitzel.
0: Uh, somebody else says, the Elvis movie is a must-see. It will get very smoky. Uh, CB says Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. certainly a Best Picture nominee. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, they're... Uh, somebody said, "Did I did, did, did you're laughing that I read the thing about did I get fired from Wiener I didn't get fired. They laid off a whole bunch of people that came in. I I don't, uh, I I've never been knock on wood. I've never been asked to leave or relieved of my duties for performance. Never. There you go. It's that it, it, twice it happened because of financial cutbacks uh, and laid off stuff. Craig
2: due to financial constraints, Craig could no longer be the king of Wiener."
0: Yeah okay all right if you want to go there with that that's okay all right I was 17 <laughs> years old at the time working there and I, and and again it lasted all of a month I wish I could have stayed on. I actually liked it you know
2: hey, I've, I've been I was fired uh, I've been fired from one retail job and uh, I walked out on another did you really yeah yep got fired from fossil because it was a weird bit like it was a I glasses a, a, no fossil watches
0: uh, uh, I had oh, a yeah. call in yeah. shift
2: and it was like. You you had to call in, even, and they're like, well, you didn't call in, so we consider that a no-show, and you're fired. I'm like, did you need me to work on Sunday? Well, no. So was there a need for me to call in? Well, yeah. I'm like, all right. They're like, you can finish out your shift. I'm like, I'll just be back to pick up my check on payday. How about we
0: just do that? All right. And then the other one?
2: Uh, The Tommy Hilfiger outlet. I I walked out (laughs) on that job.
0: It's hard to imagine you working not a Tommy Hilfiger. figure. Just done. Was that in the Colleen Mall?
2: No, that was at the outlet mall in San Marcos. Okay. I was done. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. When a, when a, when a customer is berating you for no reason and then the manager's just looking mm-hmm. at you like you did something wrong, I'm like, huh, well, will not you guys fix this problem yourselves?
0: All right. I, 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 we've done, it's, been, it's been two years since we've done this, so it's time to open the vault and do it again. Worst job you ever had. Worst job you ever had. And 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 you remember what mine is because it was hard to forget that one. But I'll get I'll get to it. You're, it. Worst job you ever had, and that's open to all of you on the specs text line. Somebody walked out of a Golf Galaxy job, not my jam at all. The Multiverse Craig, the King of Wienerschnitzel. There you go. I could go with that. Uh, the, so worst job you've ever had. It, it can be a a, a a micro dirty jobs. It can be a it can be just something that just made you absolutely miserable made you wanted to stab yourself in the ear with a pencil or whatever. What, whatever, whatever. What is the worst job you've ever had? And folks can weigh in with that because we always get some good ones on I, this.
2: I'd still have to go with just off the top of my head right after high school. I worked at a car wash. It was the, actually the washtub in Georgetown right there on Williams Drive.
0: Uh, bump back music cut will be car wash coming out of the first <laughs>
2: week. Work, I uh, worked there the summer after I graduated high school, and it was horrible. Just yeah? horrific. What yeah. was bad about it? being outside in the summertime and
0: yeah. you know, hot yeah. and yeah. soap all over you. Plus and...
2: I had the job I had to like do you know, prep it to go through. So I'm like scrubbing grills and whatnot. how long did you do it? Just the summer. Yeah. Right, once I got to the fall I just couldn't I couldn't mm-hmm. do it anymore. It's
1: like no, I'm done.
0: Cam Parker, worst job you've ever had in your old age of twenty five
1: now. Amazon delivery driver. Hands down. Really? Yeah. What what was so Did you have
2: to carry around a Gatorade bottle to go number one? Yes, Remember?
1: I did. Multiple so, times. So the, the rumor is the true. Oh, yeah, it's true.
2: It's mm. unfortunate. sad. <laughs> okay. It's,
1: I mean, if you want the, the money, then it, it's fine. <laughs> but if you're content working from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., you know, five days a week. Cameron,
2: like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber, just filling it up <laughs> so he can stay on <laughs> so schedule. He, here's
0: an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, so, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, somebody, theirs was uh, Bill Miller's Barbecue. They didn't like working there. Somebody else would take this job and shove it. Uh, I like at
2: Bill Miller's Barbecue, you can get, like, 15 chopped beef sandwiches and a jug of tea for, like, three bucks.
0: <laughs> uh, probably right out of high school, this girl... Oh, oh, stop. can't read that. I'll read a live- I'm not going to read that. Uh, Pilgrim's Fried Chicken Plant, Lufkin, it's Texas. I can imagine good. that.
2: It's a good reminder of why yeah. we have to screen the text line. Absolutely.
0: Uh, our friend Jim in Lago Vista, Carpet Cleaner. Here's somebody who sold oil change coupons door-to-door for that 70 sounds, bucks.
2: Anything door-to-door sounds like just an absolute beating. Mm-hmm. I've never met a door-to-door person that, when, know, it, that, yeah. that looked like they were happy with their lot in life yeah yeah like look i'm just getting through this just to just as a side gig just hear my spiel and i'll be on my I way i briefly sold thing. vacuum cleaners
0: i did when i was in high school but uh, i had another opportunity come along pretty quickly so i'd moved on from it uh whoever's doing the dallas Cowboys salary cap has the worst job okay that banshee movie uh jeff somebody said is really good it might not be everybody's taste Colin Farrell is plays a very good and vulnerable role for him. It's set
2: in Ireland. Look, man, when you put out a product as bad as phone booth, I can't just forgive that.
0: Yeah, okay, just right. saying. Uh, somebody said pickle jars work best for having to do the uh, pee on the go thing. You know, instead of the Gatorade thing, the pickle jar. Uh, our friend Tom McCase's worst job was hanging metal gutters back in 1980. None of it was automated. See, Tom and I have so many parallels in our lives, and it was in that summer of. of of 80, where I had uh, uh, one of the worst jobs I ever had, uh, in fact, the worst job I ever had, it was that. Uh, somebody said, when I was 16, I hand-picked pecans, that green-black color doesn't come off your hands. Cut-code knife-selling pyramid
2: scheme. Shout-out to anybody that's ever fallen victim to the uh, multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. I think we've all dodged a couple of those in our days, Craig.
0: Yeah. Somebody was a lot loader at Home Depot during the summer, bring in the heavy carts, load people's trucks, barely over minimum wage. One time I had to load 40-pound bags of 80, uh, 40 bags of 80-pound concrete by myself in some dude's trailer. They also told me no discounts for employees because some customers sued them for being unfair to customers. What a crock. Uh, So anyway, uh, then uh, let's see, uh, shoveling overflow grain under the truck-loading facility at a cattle feed line, You're getting close to, to my uh, singing telegrams. I worked at a restaurant uh, and was fired because our shift manager lost the keys to the restaurant. <laughs> and I called him out on it, and he went looking at his SUV and came back red as hell and fired me. I was laughing the entire time. State hospital. The few amount of people that were actually helped could not make up for the damage and the stuff you have to put up with, no doubt. Uh, Door factory in the middle of summer when I was 16 went out for lunch because it was cooler and somebody else said. Graveyard shift, mixing and bagging drilling mud on the Houston Ship Channel in 1985. All right, so I'll tell you what my worst job is when we come back. And, and we'll do a
2: Longhorn Notebook also. It,
0: it, we've got a Longhorn Notebook coming up. We've got Inconceivable. Uh, but we'll take yours. Yeah, yeah. What's the worst job you ever have here is, guys, digging fence post holes at a golf course. Roofer for a summer. That's not much fun either. So we'll get to all that when we continue. with we'll light the tower on the Horn, 1049-1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and hornfm.com.
3: Craig Way and Jeff Howe, light
0: the tower. purposely asked Cam Parker to return with this. If nothing else, to bring back pleasant memories for Jeff Howe. Going back to the summer. Were you in high school at the time? Just graduated. 2002? Summer of 2002. And he was into it.
2: That job sucks something. He fierce. along with
0: Rose Royce. Did you
2: ever see the movie Car Wash? No. Okay. All right. I watched, I watched about five minutes of the movie The Wash with Snoop yes. and Dr. Dre, and that was about all I could stomach on okay. the
0: movie. Okay. It's
2: pretty pretty bad.
0: Uh, so that was it was Jeff's worst job working at the car wash. But uh, but he was singing this in his mind right here at this part. Were you, like, singing along with it while you were working in you know? it? No.
1: No? See, Jeff, I worked at a car wash out of high school, and it was my favorite job ever. Really? I loved it. I hated it. <laughs> Carolina Springs <laughs> is Auto Spa,
0: baby. See, this this is it. Come summer, the work gets kind of hard. This ain't this pla- place to be if you planned on being a star. See, and Jeff knew that.
2: <laughs> now, did the boss not mind sometimes if you acted the fool? Um, I think part of the reason why I didn't like that job is because there were a lot of people I worked with who were acting a fool. Yeah. If you catch my grip. Yeah. Yeah. had, a, you had it's a lot of shenanigans going on.
0: So you had a lot of stuff uh, that above the quota of acting the yeah.
2: fool. And not the shenanigans that are, you know, cheeky and fun, the kind of shenanigans that end up cool cruel and tragic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, By the
2: way, shout out to the texter. Of the text that said, "Loading hail, but hay, uh, hay bales outside of Colleen. Wow. if you did that in the Greater Florence Metroplex? Then, yeah, that was yeah. a prime job back Some, in
0: high school. Somebody right? thought about the, the roof for a summer back in the when you loaded the roof with the shingles on your shoulder, climbing up a ladder." Uh, My worst job, working as a stock boy in the delivery board at a grocery store. My tip once was two deposit bottles. That's our good friend Sal in New York. I actually, well, the first regular full-time job I had in high school, I was 16, uh, was working at Food Town is the name of the supermarket chain. Now it's Food Lion. Remember, there were some Food mm-hmm. Lions in Texas for a while. They make it. It's still huge in the southeast, but it was Food Town. And uh, they used to have a bumper sticker, and the bumper sticker just had... Six letters on it, L-F-P-I-N-C. And for a while, people didn't know what that stood for. And then when they had a TV campaign, it stood for lowest food prices in North Carolina. Now, we always thought it stood for lowest F and pay in North Carolina, (laughs) is what we thought at the time. There you go. $2.30 an hour, I remember that at minimum wage back then working there. So, anyway, uh, somebody said, worst conditions but best job? doing play by play for Gerald football. <laughs> Home games were fine, but was told at multiple away games to just climb through the window of the press box since I didn't know where the key was, mostly called rain games outside. Uh Cam, you uh, in in your time of calling uh play by play games for IHS fan and others. I mean, you've you've had some you've had some interesting uh Environs, hadn't you that you had to navigate to be able to call a
1: game haven't had to climb through mm-hmm. a window but multiple times asking for the key to get in and yeah. getting the runaround from uh, the away team's uh, yeah. side
0: We like, like shut the lights off or yeah. the press box no the wifi so, doesn't
1: work today for some reason i don't yeah, know why
0: yeah yeah i had uh, doing radio games even on krld i had to climb over the fence at herman clark stadium in fort worth to get out after game one time so it's it's uh it's happened for that uh andrew the great says uh 18 year old uh 18 year old i uh, was doing foundation repair crawling under houses and digging holes you can stand in um all right so mine uh like tom McKay's happened i think in that uh, summer of 80. It was either summer 80 or summer 79, but it was uh, very, very hot. And I'd just gotten out to Texas, so I was working a lot for the temporary services, manpower, you know, there's temp services where you, they send you out on the job and you come back and you go to another one, all that. And I had some beauties that summer. One was unloading mattresses off a 45-foot trailer and putting them into a 40-foot trailer. It was like 200 mattresses. And I had one guy... He hadn't been long out of prison and he wasn't really interested in working much. He was standing around talking while I'm loading a lot of that stuff. And it was right near, it was in the shadow almost of Texas Stadium. You could see it. It was right off airport or off Loop 12. So that was miserable. But the most miserable, again, not far from there, was sandblasting the inside of industrial air conditioning units with that, like that deep sea diver sandblasting thing in 100 degree heat. Yeah, that wasn't fun. Awful. Uh, Yeah, that was good. But. I know you remember this, Jeff. The, this is the job you wish you could say you had that it was the worst job, was we had a photographer from the Panhandle work with us on high school show. Just,
2: I knew you were going here. It's true. I, Cameron, have you heard the story?
0: True. I have not. Uh, we had a photographer. He was from Friona up in the Panhandle and producer. And uh, it, there weren't too many summer jobs to come by. But Friona did have a Purina dog food or a, a chow uh plant where they would make different chows for dogs and cats and cattle and all these different kinds of chows. And to make what he says, what he said at the time was the high grade dog food chow, the high grade. They would get these big rubber rubberized trash cans full of horse heads. Mm. Now they were skinned down, all that stuff, all, but they'd been all these severed horse heads that were in this big bin. And their job was to take these these very heavy slick horse heads and then dump them into a grinder where they ground it up bones teeth and a lot of that stuff into chow various chows yeah they were doing it back then and he said sometimes you drop one big head rolled on the floor and it's slick and you get messy and all that yeah he did that for a whole summer yeah these big old horse heads did, doing that for the chows so uh, you know. No matter how bad your job might have been, there's some that might have been even worse. Somebody said their first job out of college was the ISS in-school suspension teacher at Del Valley Middle School. That's prior to become becoming a certified teacher. Being an a-hole eight hours a day is hard. <laughs> no doubt about that liquor salesman somebody said i didn't know what the heck i was distributing uh all right so there it is all right let's uh let's we'll get to some other ones but it's time for a longhorn notebook long book jeff house longhorn notebook there we go there's the Longhorn notebook and it is brought to you by aaron bowersock the home loan expert your Longhorn Lender. She does a great job in getting you set up for that home loan approval. She did that for me and Linda, and also she'll continue to monitor even after your home loan is approved and you make the purchase of your home the value of your home as well. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com, B-O-W-E-R. S-O-C-K, Bowersockteam.com. All
2: right, so get over to Horns 24-7. I would encourage you to do that. Uh, Mike Roach has a really good morning column up this morning, uh, kind of going through some of his, some more of his thoughts on Jamal Finner, the uh, now former LBJ coach. Officially last night, what was that, Craig, about 6 o'clock, I think, uh, Texas put out the release that he's officially been named That's correct. the director of high school relations. Uh, Mike has some really good nuggets in there in addition to his thoughts on Jamal Finner, uh, maybe an assistant director of high school relations, perhaps with ties to the Houston area. Uh, Going to be joining Sark's staff. Some thoughts on the special assistant to the head coach that's working with Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson's still on staff. He was at Junior Day on Saturday. Yep. So for the time being, he's still around. Uh, and, and Mike has some other thoughts there. Nothing new to report on the wide receivers coach as of right now, so just want to get that out there. I wanted to talk about some roster kind of roster management stuff, Craig. There's a couple of things that have really jumped out to me uh, as we go further along in this offseason. One is when I look at the 2021 recruiting class, That class has fascinated me because that was the class that during the pandemic, they couldn't visit anywhere. So a lot of those guys signed with schools sight unseen, or maybe they had been there once or whatever the case was. And. If you look at every program in the country, I think you're going to see a lot of attrition come out of that 2021 class. That's where the bulk of it is coming. And Texas has had their fair share Uh, of the 22 high school enrollees, high school signees who enrolled from that class. uh, There are nine who are no longer with the program. But that might sound like a lot, but listen to who's still in the program from that class. Craig, you tell me how significant these guys are as players. Jatavian Sanders, Xavier Worthy, Jaden Alexis, who's been injured pretty much the entire time he's been on campus, Jonathan Brooks, Maurice Blackwell, Byron Murphy, Hayden Connor, Juan Davis, Gunnar Helm, Baron Sorrell, Casey Kane, Charles Wright, and Max Merrill. Most of the guys I named are either starters or mm-hmm. guys that are in a rotation where you would consider them
0: starters. Or have had to overcome injuries. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: and pretty much other than other than Max Merrill, Charles Wright and Jaden Alexis because of the injuries. Everybody else has already contributed significantly in that class. I know Juan Davis didn't play much this year because Jatavian Sanders kind of took that step as a tight end. Uh, but Texas actually, the numbers are a little insane. It's like, wow, man, of 22 high school enrollees, you got nine that are out of the program. But the, the 13 that are left – You can say 10 of the 13 are are really highly productive players, pretty much make up a big chunk of the talent core of your roster. Something else I wanted to look at, I mentioned this a while back, but just run down the guys at Texas that have transferred out of the program. Like how many have ended up at Power 5 schools. Okay, Hudson Card to Purdue. Jameer Johnson at Indiana. Troy O'Meary at Arizona State. Andre Carrick at Tennessee. Prince Dorba, Arizona State. Devin Richardson, Washington State, Junior Angulow, has ended up at, uh, at Oregon. So that's seven transfers that have left your program that ended up at Power 5 schools. The other guys who haven't, Logan Parr is at SMU. DJ Harris is at South Florida. So guys that are still, they're in the American, so they're on probably the top end of, nine of your guys that have transferred out have either ended up at the upper tier of G5 schools or in the Power 5 still.
0: Which, correct me if I'm wrong, would say
2: something about talent development. I think it does, yeah. And I mean for a Prince Dorba and a DJ Harris, it was a matter of look numbers. You guys had gotten passed up by Ethan Burke and Justice Finkley and Jamon Tap and some of those other young guys and with the Colton Voss coming in and the more the talent that you continue to bring in at those ed, those edge spots, man, if it comes down to the fact if you want to play, you got to go somewhere else. Um, just looking at some of the other numbers, Craig, on this roster, you, you know how we've talked a lot about the uh, the offensive line and the depth there, just the numbers there. Sarkis Correct. talked about them not being ideally where he wanted. Two positions on offense really stand out from that standpoint, wide receiver and the offensive line. But wide receiver – You've got 12 wide receivers, I'm sorry, 12 offensive linemen returning from last year. And that's including Cole Hudson and Connor Robertson, who've both had offseason surgery, not expected to be a part of spring ball. But of your enrollees, so let's say that means you've got 10 healthy for spring ball. Then you throw in Connor Stroh, Peyton Kirkland, Andre Kojo, and Jaden Chapman. You've got 14 healthy scholarship linemen available for spring ball. Craig, I can't remember the last time the number was that high for spring ball. So when Hudson and Robertson get healthy, you'll have 16 scholarship offensive linemen. Now, post-spring, are you probably going to have somebody transfer out or guys decide to move on from football or whatever the case is? Most likely, yeah. But that number, to have 14 able bodies on your offensive line for spring ball, now you're getting somewhere with your
0: day. If you've got too deep at 12 right there – Uh, on your offense, because when this coaching staff came in, they had seven, maybe? I think that for the SARC
2: yeah, I think the spring they had seven. Yeah, Yeah,
0: seven uh, in that spring of 21. So, you know – that's a step forward. That's a step of the progress that you're talking about there that, that might otherwise go unnoticed, especially as folks zero in, and understandably so, on the talent level and the skill position.
2: And at the wide receiver position, Sark talked about from the time he got the job, the numbers really weren't ideally where you wanted them. With, Craig, with Jonte Cook enrolling early, DeAndre Moore enrolling early, and you've got A.D. Mitchell on campus for the spring, you've got 10 scholarship wide receivers yeah. on campus this spring. And we talked about the need at that position. And I want to get more into the wide receiver position. It feels like I've talked about that position for like a week and a half straight. But yeah, right. You want competition at that position. If guys transfer out, it's got to be like where you've gone at some other positions where guys are like, hey, if I want to play, I'm just going to have to go somewhere else mm-hmm. because these guys – and I think I feel like Sark and his staff have had honest conversations with guys about where they stand, like, no, you can stick it out a little longer or, yeah, maybe we need to help you find somewhere else to go or whatever the case is. I, I Most coaches at Texas that, that I've dealt with have been really good about that, telling guys, hey – you probably need to find somewhere else to play. And if you want to go somewhere else, we'll help you find somewhere mm-hmm. to go or whatever the case is. So, And there's a little more movement now in the portal. But, yeah, 14 scholarship offensive linemen, 10 scholarship wide receivers that are going to be going through spring practice.
0: That's a definite progression step for this program to have the depth. Because we said, you know, how many times have we talked about stacking recruiting classes, stacking yeah. signing classes? Uh, yeah, you, you do have to do that. Sark talks about it. you got to stack the classes. Okay, so you do that. Then you develop them and make sure you've got the depth at those critical spots. You want depth at every spot, but mm-hmm. to, to have that makes a big difference. We had a text
2: or ask about the defensive line, interior D line. You've got nine scholarship interior defensive linemen on campus for spring. Five guys out on the edge. That's with Colton Vosick enrolling early. Wow! So there you go. And mold, that's Craig. That might be the position that I'm most intrigued with. We you know, we just talked about O line and wide receiver. But as we get closer to spring, Edge I think is the position I'm most intrigued with because other than Baron Sorrell, who at this point you'd consider him a proven commodity, Justice Finkley, Ethan Burke, Jamon Tapp, and even throw Colton Vosick in there, you're going to have to have two of those guys really step up and be starting caliber players. Which two of those four is it going to be?
0: Yeah. All right, so there uh, is your longer notebook for this hour, football-related. We've got uh, heavy basketball influence next hour for men's and women's basketball. We're also going to hear from Marcus Carm. We're going to hear from Christian Bishop uh, next hour. We'll do that as well. Big night in the Big 12. Up next, however, we get to Inconceivable. We'll do that when we continue here with Light the Tower on the Horn, 104.9, 101.9, AM 1260, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Chad and Wait a minute! No Tippin Pippin is making somebody pay three hundred and thirty-three thousand dollars to hang with him. That's disgraceful. I forgot he didn't tip. Apparently, Pippin doesn't tip, but he's gonna make me pay three hundred and thirty-three grand to hang out.
4: At what, what, I get a taste of his bourbon. Is Mike coming? And
1: yeah, I was gonna say. Is that disrespectful
4: right. if I ask him that?
1: You realize he's gonna make you pay, make you go to half a million if you ask <laughs> if Mike's coming. We taste twelve to three on the horn.
0: Hey, I want to remind you that uh, believe it or not, it could be a really good time to buy a new or used car, truck, or sport utility vehicle from my friends at Leaf Johnson Ford. You see all three of those dealership locations where they sell the new ones at Leaf Johnson's Truck City, Ford and Buda, Leaf Johnson's Riata Ford and Manor, and of course the original superstore location at Airport Boulevard and Koenig Lane, all of those are have all of their inventory online. At leafjohnson4.com, L-E-I-F, leaf johnsonford.com. You'll see the entire inventory of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Then you just pick out the one you like online. That's what Linda and I did when we decided it was time for a new car for her. We found a 2022 Ford Edge there that we really like. We went down to the dealership and made the deal ourselves. You don't even have to do that. You can do it online with their online digital staff. Get the price that works for you, the financing option that works for you, get full value for your trade-in by having it appraised. Then when all is said and done, they'll deliver your new or used car, truck, or SUV and haul away your trade. It's uh, that easy. And remember, every vehicle purchased from Leaf Johnson Ford comes with a seven-day money-back promise. If for any reason in the ensuing seven days after you take delivery of your new car, truck, or SUV, you change your mind, you simply return it, you get all your money back. It's all there from Leaf Johnson Ford. Check them out online, leafjohnsonford.com. Leaf Johnson Ford is still the leader.
3: Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services. Specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Great people, great service. Endless possibilities we
0: Everyone knows that Pluckers is not only the best place for chicken wings in Austin, but also the best place to watch football. When USA Today names you one of the top 10 wing restaurants in America, you tend to be very busy. Our friends at Pluckers understand that no one wants to wait in line to get a table, so download the Pluckers Club app and virtually save your place in line. Prefer to eat Pluckers at your home? Pluckers offers online ordering for pickup and delivery through DoorDash. Visit Pluckers.com for details. You know what they say
4: at Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your lifetime Longhorn Rod Bavers. Let me tell you about my friends over at MyBookie. If you're tired of losing and having the same old betting experience, upgrade to MyBookie, the premier destination for online sports betting. Whether you bet to earn money or to make the games more exciting, MyBookie gives you the most bang for your buck with a redesigned deposit bonus just in time for the NFL playoffs. Who is your pick to win the big game? Just use the promo code HORN, H-O-R-N, only a deposit of $50 or more to receive a cash bonus instantly to your MyBookie account. That's Horn, H O R N, to receive your bonus. Using this bonus is simple. Bet your deposit amount just once and you're ready to cash out. It's no strings attached with MyBookie. Bet on the NFL, UFC, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly Blackjack tournaments. With so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and easy to win, like my bookie. Bet anything, bet anytime, and bet anywhere. As long as you're betting with my friends and my bookie, you're betting with the best. Hey, what's up, folks? This is your lifetime Longhorn Rod Bavers. By now, everyone knows that my favorite new tequila is Hot Cat Tequila. It's a brand new year, and you can bring in the new year by breaking out the Hot Cat Tequila. A brand new year deserves a brand new tequila. Hot Cat The cat stands for cinnamon, agave, and tequila. And the recipe, just as simple, just as delicious. It's just cinnamon, agave, nectar, and tequila. So make this new year the best new year with my favorite new tequila. Turn up this new year with Hot Cat Tequila. Treat yourself to a weekend of golf at Horseshoe Bay Resort's three new renovated golf courses. Play the fame Slick, Apple, and Ramrock Golf
2: Courses, all designed by legendary Robert Trent Jones Sr. Horseshoe Bay Resort is the ultimate golf and recreational getaway. Enjoy scenic hill country terrain, panoramic vistas of Lake LBJ, and the finest golf in North America, right in our backyard at Horseshoe Bay Resort. Play all three on the Robert Trent Jones Unlimited Golf Package. On sale now at HSBresort.com. That's HSBresort.com.
3: And at diamonds Direct, we want to make something very clear. We will absolutely beat the price of any comparable diamond that you find anywhere else. No fine print, no disclaimers, just a rock-solid, unqualified nationwide price guarantee. This goes for 1-carat diamonds as well as 15 and 20-carat diamonds. You see, at Diamonds Direct, we're more than just another jewelry store. We're part of a world diamond powerhouse with direct access to the world's top diamond mines. We have our own diamond cutters, too. So we are active in every aspect of the diamond market every single day, from source to showroom. So when you see a diamond somewhere else, online or in a store, or from some so-called supplier, just know that apples for apples, you will get a better price at Diamonds Direct. Our volume, our connections, our buying power make this possible, and it's why we've never, ever lost a sale due to price. So at a time when value means so much, we invite you to take this challenge and let us prove it. Day in and day out, you will always get a better quality diamond at a better price at Diamonds Direct, Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Light the tower. Inconceivable! Inconceivable! Inconceivable!
2: Inconceivable! for
3: okay, what you think it means. Well,
0: inconceivable. We got a couple of things working here. Um, the, the, there were a couple of things I didn't get a chance to get to yesterday. And one of those was, and this isn't a bad thing, it's a good thing. Anytime somebody wins a lottery, I think that's a good thing, right? Somebody Now, it may, down the road, ultimately prove to be right. their undoing if they don't manage their money properly and it turns their life inside out or whatever. I don't know that it'll be the case for this particular man uh, who counted himself pretty lucky. His name is Mark Cunningham. He was a regular player of Wisconsin's... Any Meg- relation to Brock? Uh, doesn't say that. Uh, he's from Wisconsin. Took home a $15.1 million prize over the weekend from Wayne's Food Grocery Store, uh, according to the news release. He won it January 4th. Drawings, his dreams really come true. Here's the kicker. He called himself Lucky. The town he lives in, luck wisconsin how about that how about that lucky guy the food store in luck wisconsin the odds of him winning were one in six million nine hundred ninety one thousand nine hundred eight uh the, to win all 15 million and the odds of winning just two dollars are one in 29 so not bad uh, largest Megabucks jackpot since a $22 million prize in 2015. Uh, the manager at the store said it's been a whirlwind because he gets a cut of it. You know, he gets a cut too. I was told by lottery people, now you're going to be in that mecca. You're going to be the place to go f- to. So far, it's holding true. Why not? You're in luck, Wisconsin.
2: Cameron, you, Cameron, you taking the uh, the lump sum or you want the... Uh, you want Spread out. Would you take the payments or the lump sum payout? To the payments.
0: See, this is a smart guy, really. You know? Especially at his age to do that. Smart play. And, and research is showing more and more that's kind of the smarter move to make yeah. there.
2: We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Give me all that I can while I'm here.
0: Yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> And then treat your winnings as such, right? It, Something it, like that. Yeah. A portion it, of it. It happens like that. Um, yeah. Okay, you know, I'm always interested in what's going on in outer space and space exploration. Uh, So, we're seeing more and more of these, uh, you know, uh, space shots going up. And SpaceX has announced now, this isn't just your regular deal where it's Elon Musk with his SpaceX against... uh, you know, against Jeff Bezos, where they just continue to shoot rockets up and you get into what are called suborbital flights. But you're actually technically in outer space because you float a little bit. And you come back down. William Shatner did it. You mm-hmm. know, had several people did. No, nope. now SpaceX announced yesterday a major test of the latest Starship prototype. What's the difference? They are aiming for orbital use mm. around the Earth. So, uh, there that's the next step in the flight testing. On a super-heavy booster prototype fueled up at SpaceX's Starbase facility here in this state, was called a kind of uncomfortable with this term. You know when you say there's a dress rehearsal or a dry run? Mm-hmm. They call theirs a wet dress rehearsal. Ugh, yeah, I'm not real comfortable with that. But uh, it does not include... Firing up the rocket engines, but it's a typical practice during development of a new liquid-fueled vehicle to show that it can be safely filled before launch, as well as verify the steps of a launch countdown. That's why it's called a wet dress rehearsal. There, so who knows? Could have worked
2: on that name a little bit, but yeah, yeah, I, teach I, their I, own.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Cam, you a fan of Drake? Oh yeah, you like Drake? Jeff likes Drake.
2: I don't have a problem with Drake, yeah.
0: Did you hear about this latest concert for Drake? Concert? Yeah, over the weekend. Uh, no. At the Apollo Theater? Enlighten me. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had I don't to know, stop the concert?
1: I don't the, know the story, but I, I heard it was concert.
0: Uh, yeah, they had to stop the concert at the Apollo Theater. First, they said it was because a fan fell off the balcony. And they are like, okay, it's all right, he's going to be okay turned out that was not the case. Nope. The fan was excited, said he got overhyped. He jumped over the railing in the balcony. Not only did he jump over the railing in the balcony, his landing spot happened to be he landed in the middle of a whole group of New York Giants. (laughs) Now think about this. The Giants just had their season ended. They got blown out by the Eagles, 38-7. So several were like, you know what? We're going to see Drake at the Apollo. Feel better for ourselves. Uh,
2: so Saquon Barkley's sitting there having a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, just sitting there, and all of a sudden a man plunged right in the middle of him. A source said the fan did not fall, but jumped into the crowd from the balcony because he was so hyped. So he was so hyped, he plummeted from the lower mezzanine to the floor and landed in the middle of the New York Giants, it says. And their football players were all down in this orchestra pit area. Uh, then they let Drake know, and they had to stop the show for a bit. So you heard about this. I think about the, the Giants part. That's, that's that's a good story. Did
2: the dude get pummeled or what?
0: I don't know. It's uh, he uh, Drake said, everybody's okay. It's okay. They're being checked on. Nobody's hurt. We're at the Apollo, so the show must go on.
1: So Everyone they, wants the, to fight at a concert, especially a rap concert. People are just waiting for an excuse to throw a punch.
0: Yeah. They said that the, the show went on with great energy. Uh, so the entertainment website, the Shade Room, posted video of the fall and footage showed him being taken away by security. You mentioned Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Kayvon Thibodeau were among the Giants players who were in the middle of this deal when he went in. You
2: know, I don't understand, Cameron. To your point, like I, I, I have been to shows where you know l- where likes to fight guy is just looking to get something popping off. I don't understand that, and, I don't, and maybe we just see it more now because of social media. I don't understand the people that get in fights at NFL games either. Yeah. You know, it's a
0: lot of money to invest to go in and start wailing away on people. And It is probably directly proportional or... to alcohol consumption, I would imagine. Like, I,
2: uh, f- full disclosure, Mike Roach was telling me this. He was having lunch one time in the vicinity of AT and T Stadium, mm-hmm. it was the morning of a Cowboys-Eagles Monday Night game, and he heard some Cowboys fans plotting on how they were going to start a fight, where they were going to start it at, and who they were going to target. I'm like, why are you spending all that money? To get in a fight. Go to a
0: sports bar if you want to beat up Cowboy fans. Or why do you have to go to the game? Do
2: what we used to do out in Florence, America. Go out to the propane tanks and get everybody gathered around and slug it out there. Is like, that how they roll there in Florence? Yeah, hey, you go out to the propane tanks, yeah.
0: It's, and you're you're getting on it's Gerald big big people propane for that. Tanks people out go out years. to the propane tanks and fight. Well, they Florida. do
2: a different kind of wrestling in Gerald. Stop. A different kind of getting down. So.
0: Uh, somebody that may say, or may
2: not involve direct members of the family. I can't confirm nor deny that on the air.
0: John in the base said it was open season on that fan jumping in the pit there. So yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, somebody else said that you lose money every day with a payments option. Not what I've heard. What I've heard is interest over time. If, if it, now you lose money if you just take the full payout because they they're very upfront with that.
2: Let me enjoy it while I'm still roaming this earth
0: when thomas henderson won with his lottery ticket at um, uh now's drug Mm -hmm. it was a 28 million dollar deal he took the payout with 16 million so that's
2: 16 million more than i had yesterday i know i know i
0: know (laughs) my point is is that you lose money off the other deal and speaking of losing money they want you to know if you're going over to the brazos valley jeff be careful authorities want central Texas to be more aware of bank jugging remember we talked about the bank jugging uh, when criminals look for customers leaving banks with cash then they follow the unsuspecting victims with the hope that the customers will leave the money in their cars while running other errands giving criminals the opportunity to break into the vehicles into so uh, this uh, hoping, to steal the money
2: hoping that they leave the money in the car what if they don't?
0: The uh, the lieutenant Andrew McGee said it really can't happen in a couple of minutes. Uh, so there's stories in Colleen, Round Rock, Temple, Bellmead, which is right there on the north yeah. side of Waco, where Vega is, and Bryan College Station. So just letting you know that. So it's be just, ca- careful with the bag chugging. If yeah, you're gonna get so cash.
2: Why not just put it in your wallet at that point, right? Why not just go to the drive-thru where they don't see what you're doing? For all they know, you're making the deposit. Yeah.
0: Some places that's... I know, and there's uh, I know of one in Waco, speaking of that, where there's a standalone ATM for a bank. Yeah. But that's not a drive You can drive up to it, but you got to get out of your car and go get it. So be careful out there. Watch that bank jugging. I guess. All right. Second hour of Light the Tower coming up right here on The Horn.